0: Welcome to Baby Boomer Tales, my name is Jim, thank you for coming along with me today. In late 1946 or early 1947, my dad moved to my hometown from Nebraska along with his friend Francis and Francis's wife Elaine and their son Jay. The reason they moved there was Francis and his business partner, my dad's uncle Charlie. I bought a variety store in that town, and they had come to open the store and get it going. Uncle Charlie was back in Nebraska in ill health, and he couldn't come right away, so my dad took his place. That was a good thing, too. My dad always was a busy person, so he built shelves, painted, got the store in order, ready to open it up, and they did open it up. I've spoken of this before. Uncle Charlie eventually became well enough to move there, and my dad left the store, but he didn't leave town. He found odd jobs around town, started painting signs. is was the justice of the peace for a while, and then he met this young lady out at the little dance hall and bar called The Hitching Post right outside of town. They started to date, and they ended up getting married. About three years later... I was about one year old then. They moved to California and my dad became a union painter where California was booming in the early 50s like nobody's business. The post-World War II boom really affected that state. And so he became a painter out there and worked there for about four years. Somehow they moved back to my hometown just in time for me to go to school. And they settled in. My dad bought an old grocery store there. And they raised a family and built a business. Dad owned that store for about 15 years. During that time, though, he still painted signs around town. He painted the sign for his store. Right up high, it said, Don's Market, for all the world to see. He also painted on butcher paper the daily specials, big, red, bold signs. he painted and stuck them in the window so he knew where the grocery store was there he also painted signs for things like the rodeo arena and that sign lasted for years and years I know a couple times they repainted it and just filled in the colors where it was fading and all that stuff before they got a new sign it probably was up there over 20 years my dad liked to paint anything and everything that moved or didn't move either way it didn't matter to him. I think his favorite thing to paint really was fence. He liked to make wooden fences and paint them white. Everything is always painted white in his fences. He also, though, liked to paint walls, exterior and interior. He is very good sign painter. I still, to this day, have his books on painting signs and his stencils. One thing I do not have is his brushes. When we bought our first home, I came home from work one day and there was my dad and my wife cleaning up. They had painted the kitchen. My wife had found a soulmate. She's always painting something all the time. I challenge her on it and kid her about it, and she claims she does not like to paint. But you could fool me because she's always painting something, either a room or making something that she paints or refinishing some sort of furniture and she's painting it. It doesn't matter what it is, she paints it. So she's just like my dad in that respect, except for one thing. My dad had these nice brushes. It didn't matter if it was a brush for a wall or a brush for a sign. He took care of them like nobody's business. You could never tell they'd ever been painted with. He cleaned em and cleaned em and oiled em and put em in special cases. My wife, she paints something, throws it in a baggie. And then a month later, we throw it away because it's rock hard. She claims she doesn't have the good brushes like my dad does, and I tell her that it didn't matter if I bought her the best brush in the world, we'd be chucking it after she painted. That's her personality, and that's why she's wired. I know that I should clean her brushes for her because the way I am, I would clean that brush like my dad did. But also though, I'm wired where I do not want to have anything to do with painting ever, period. Never. I hate painting. When we finished our basement, somehow I found myself painting the walls. And I told myself, okay, this is the last time. I am never painting ever again. I do my very best to stay out of that and keep my word to myself about painting. My dad was always busy. If he wasn't sweeping the garage or cleaning his workbench, is building shelving for the store or something all the time, He never had an idle moment, I don't believe at all. He'd come home for his lunch break at one o'clock after everybody else had had lunch, and he'd eat either saltine crackers and milk or sardines for his lunch. And then he would go and lay on the couch. He would fall fast asleep for a half an hour. And just like clockwork, just like he had an alarm clock or something, he'd wake up, put his shoes on, go back to work. He'd work until six o'clock that night come home and when we were little he'd mow the yard always doing something we have a home movies of in california in the house that they bought there didn't have any yard or anything it must have been a brand new house and it shows him pulling a 8 by 8 by 10 post that's what it looks like maybe it was smaller but i don't think so he had a rope tied to each end of it had that rope tied around his shoulders and pulling it to flatten out that yard. No getting a bobcat to do it or any of that. He pulled it around and around. There's even movies of me sitting on that post as he drug it along that looked like hard work and I don't think anybody do that today. When he was 55 years old, my dad sold his grocery store. I think he always dreamed, I'll work and I'll work and I'll work and I'll retire early and I'll do what I always wanted to do in life. Fifty-five's pretty young, just working all your life and stop just like that. But that's what he did. So then he did things like moved to Coronado Island off San Diego there for a year or two. Came back home. Bought a motorhome. Took it for one trip, I believe, possibly two. Came back home, sold the motorhome. Bought a boat one year, used it a few times. That winter he sold it. The only thing that I know that he kept himself busy with was his farm. He would build greenhouses with old discarded windows. Always was raising rabbits or chickens or something up there all the time, trying to keep busy. But finally he settled into retirement and all of his kids had families of our own and ended up moving from that small town. Both of my brothers and their families, my sister and her family, and myself with my family, all moved away. And just my dad and my mom, I mean my mother had family around there, so they weren't all by themselves by any means. Then one day my mom had a stroke, and she survived the stroke, and my dad tried to take care of her. He ended up in the hospital with a bleeding ulcer. I didn't think much of that because he had had a bleeding ulcer years before. I remember in the middle of the night, maybe 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning, I got a call on the phone. I answered it. And it was my mother, kind of frantic, kind of panicked, yelling in the phone, your dad is dead, your dad is dead. I rushed to the house, which is probably about a mile from where we live. And by that time, my dad was not dead anymore. He never was. He had been sitting on the toilet. He had blood coming out of his stool. And for the lack of blood, he passed out while he was sitting on the toilet. Freaked my mother out so bad that she panicked. Long story short, they took him to Denver to the hospital. And he had a bleeding ulcer. So when he ended up in the hospital again, years later... With a bleeding ulcer, I was not very concerned about it. He called me one morning as I was getting ready to go to work. I didn't have to be at work until 10 in the morning. And I was just getting ready to walk outside the door, and he called. And we visited, and he told me that he was going to be let out of the ICU and released that day. And that they had told him that he had had a heart attack somewhere in his life. He said he didn't know when that was. I know he always ate Tums when he had a store. But we laughed and we joked. And then all of a sudden he got serious with me. He said, you know, I'm not going to go home. He'd been trying to take care of my mother when she was released after her stroke. Take care of her at home. Wash her and feed her and whatever all that entailed. Like a man that loved his wife so much would do. And I said, dad, dad, what are you talking about? He said, no. I'm going to go see your Uncle Victor. I'm going to go see your sister. I'm going to just travel around, but I'm not going home. Well, you have to know that I always thought my dad was the strongest man there ever was. And I saw a crack in that the day I left for home after my mother stroke when we left him in Denver. And looking back, I probably should have stayed with him, but I had commitments at home and a job. And I thought, this guy is much stronger than me anyway. He really doesn't need me. My family needs me more. A lot of that is true. My family needed me, and probably my priorities were correct. But my dad needed me too. And I left him there. And he took care of Mom, and it put him in the hospital. And I think he saw a glimpse, a preview of coming attractions, when he said he wasn't going home. Before I hung up, I said... Dad, I love you. I'll talk to you tomorrow. You get home, or wherever you're at, just give me a call. Told him I loved him. He told me he loved me. Hung up, I went to work. Well, about 5 o'clock that evening, all of a sudden my wife was at my job. Now, she never really ever came around very often. So, hi, what's happening? She said, I need to talk with you. So we went to a private area there and she informed me that my dad was dead. He would had a heart attack shortly after we spoke and it killed him immediately. I didn't know what to do, I knew I had to go there. I didn't know what was going on with my mom or anything. So I got it all together and told my boss what was going on, told him I didn't know when I'd be back. Probably drove all night. My dad made it to my hometown not only to help Francis and Elaine and my Uncle Charlie open that new store, but to start a new life. He had been terribly, terribly hurt by a family member he loved very much, and there was nothing he could do to repair it. And there he was, up in a little town in north central Colorado, putting a brand new store together, and he met my mom. He never told me this. I had to find all of this stuff out years later from Francis at the store I know he always loved us although he came from that generation that didn't really show it as well as they probably could have I know as he got older though he started telling us he loved us he is always on our side no matter if he didn't seem that interested he did things for me that only a father would have gone to bat for got me out of some jams that, quite honestly, I didn't deserve for him to help me out. There's a song by Paul Overstreet about seeing my father in me. As I get older, my father comes through me more and more and more. My kids tell me it's shows in me being grouchy, but not really. It's little things, like we were both right-handed, but he swept with a broom, he'd sweep his garage floor with his left hand. By golly, I do that myself. When I'm walking and concentrating, I breathe like he used to breathe, same way I used to make fun of him doing. I have some nervous little habits, same way he did. And believe you me, I wouldn't do those nervous little habits if I could keep from doing them, because it was such a weird thing for me to see him do some of that stuff. And here I am, seeing my father in me. He painted a picture of love and family no matter what. My mom and us four kids were really the center of his world. Maybe that's because the center of his world had been jerked away from him years and years ago. I don't know. I know he was a good dad. He is tough on me, and yet he's fair and he's kind. I'm not sure what kind of tribute this is to him. I hope it comes out okay on the finished product, who knows, I know my heart and I know that I miss that old guy quite a bit. Day by day, step by step, make kindness a top priority. If your dad's still alive, give him a hug, you'll be glad you did. I'll be back next Wednesday, peace out. Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you how he used to paint white walls on his tires.